Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Day today is the 7th of September, year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bonnie Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic, James Boomercheck. Is this your new bit, ever since I, like, pointed it out that one day? The speak like you're on 1.5 speed? Oh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I think I've been consistently kind of quick with the quick off the draw with the that introduction. Was probably that was probably the fastest and best you've ever. Wait, pause. That was probably the fastest. Ooh, and uh, you didn't hiccup like you like it was almost like you were reading off something. You know, man, you do that this good. A, 102 times. Welcome to the 102nd episode of the Bunny Guardian Show. You want to do a quick boomer check on you. I need oh. to see how up to date you are on uh, pop culture and current events. Are you ready? Sure. How familiar are you? Let me just ask you point blank. Did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? I'm going to be on the video. With you, I don't know what you're talking. I don't even know who Chris boomer. Pine is. Boomer. Who's Chris Pine? Chris Pine is an actor. Uh, the Don't Worry Darling drama has reached a fascinating point, but that's not why the people are here today, James. They're here to, 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 listen, to talk, uh, listen to us talk about basketball. Now, the bad news there, we got nothing for you on the Pistons front. What do you, you know what I mean? A lot of people have been talking recently about trading for Shea Gilgis Alexander. I love that. A year ago, people thought it was weird. People didn't like it a year ago, but I think that was because it would have involved trading what would essentially be Cade because you would have had to have traded the first pick because it came from me. Is that why? What did you say? Remember, I did a story and then people said that I was reporting that it was happening. I reported a story like if these teams wanted the number one pick, what is the best offer they could get? Yeah, and yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, acting like I actually reported that that was on the table. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that was that was a time. That was a year ago. I'm talking about why is it happening again? Why am I seeing it now? Oh, because the Thunder are going to stink. I mean, they're going to stink regardless if Chet got hurt, but they're going to stink. I mean, it's the same team. But as then last year, wouldn't you want Shea with Victor Wembanyama? I don't know. Wembanyama. I don't understand. I think there are people who wonder if uh, OKC's timeline even adds up to Shea. Now they're wondering that. Now people are starting to have the timeline conversation. Or if City. OKC is just willing to like. All right, like Gross. let's just get let's just go all the way in. Sam even Presti more so is gonna drag this thing out until literally he has a starting five of dudes who were drafted in the top six. That'd be kind of swaggy, but yeah. I guess, but what precedent is that? I mean, here's the thing is like the precedent for that is like actually kind of an anomaly because nobody would conduct a 15-year rebuild unless you're Sacramento, but there's that's not the same thing. What's the most you would trade for Shafe? If I'm Detroit specifically, you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sadiq would have to be in that trade. So basically it's let's just start there. Am I fine with that? 
you would probably go Sadiq Ivy. Because if the bar for Donovan Mitchell is like two players who are like fine and a guy who hasn't played in a single NBA minute, which we'll talk about that in just a minute. And a total Look of what you growing up, you call Colin Sexton fine. <laughs> I forgot he was in the trade. You're right. So one really, I was thinking Laurie Markinen and Agba. I couldn't remember for some reason. I actually couldn't remember who the other player was. You're right. It's Colin Sexton. We're going to talk about that, but uh, yeah, I, well, Sadiq, Ivy and picks. Sadiq, Sadiq, Ivy and, and picks. So you think on, on the player front, if we're taking money out of the equation, that those two players could be enough. Uh, I'm saying, I'm saying I wouldn't do more than that. I guess if they wanted like, uh, I was thinking even like, they can't have Rodney. Sorry. Can't have Rodney Magruder. What if if they ask for livers? That's your guy. So yes. Yeah. Trade James's guys. So throw throw Hamadou in there as well. Go back, go back to OKC. Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't seen people. Pistons fans are talking about trading for share. A lot of stuff on Reddit that I've seen. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I have had a question I... for you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I asked you a question. You go I mean, ahead. We're just freestyling. We got I'm nothing to people. So. Hoping we bring joy on a Wednesday to the people. Yeah. We both think Cade will be an all star at, at least one time in his career at minimum. I think yeah. we both feel I mean, fairly confident about that. Sure. What question for you? I was thinking about this the other day. What if he never is? Failure. Could Detroit handle that? Like no. this, like the fans of Detroit, could they handle that? No. What if he's just really good? Like, what if the East is so stacked he gets like Mike Conley? Okay, so the Mike Conley thing is real, and I don't even think that's just exclusive to Kate. I think if you're any guard, I think Darius Garland should have fallen victim to that. I cannot believe. I mean, he deserved it last year. He should have been an All Star last year. He deserved it. I'm super happy for him. But I thought that that was like what he was destined to be is to have the Mike Conley career where you. But the the craziest thing about Mike Conley isn't even that. He didn't make an all-star game for the first like 13 years of his career. And then he did on a technicality, you know, at at the end of it, but not the at the end of it. He's not dead. Mike Conley is still in the league. He's probably Um, done making all stars, but yeah, 100 percent. But at one point in his career, he's the highest paid player in the league and the best accolade that he has or like the best award that he has to his name as a second team all defensive in like 2011. And he was making what 100. What was that contract? 135, 153. There was ones and threes and fives in there. I just don't remember what order it was, but he didn't last long as the highest. Yeah, no, but he was the highest paid player in the history of basketball and he hadn't done anything. He hadn't made an all star game. Uh. With Cade, I think it would only be seen as a failure. I think within if and by the way, that's not going to happen, though. It's no, not. I got no, no, no. I am of the belief that Cade will be a multiple time all star. I'm not saying yeah. that I don't think that I'm asking. Is is it a failure if he's Mike Conley? Yeah. Why? What did Memphis what they lost to Golden State in the playoffs? They were they a regular playoff to, team. That was built, that Mike. Was that Mike Conley or was that Zach Randolph? And it Marcus was all. it was all of them. They built a sustained team that was competing in the Tony playoffs Allen. every year. Yeah, I don't know. Because they I, had a, a bunch of really good players. What's the bar to compete in the playoffs every year? I mean, you hope that the, the Pistons can get better around the margins players, but 
So you, sorry, you, of course, the a, goal is to compete in the playoffs. That's not what I mean. I'm just saying if you're because it's not like we the ever goal is to sust- obviously win a championship. But aside from that, it's to be a sustained playoff team that can get to pass round one year after year after year. Killian can be Mike Conley. My number one overall pick cannot be Mike Conley. Okay. My six, eight point guard. Who's like destined to who has like all these skills that a lot of players don't possess at an age like that. Right. I just feel like if that guy in five years is only at 17, five and five, then I'm kind of like, if he's just doing his rookie numbers for the rest of his career, then at some point we're going to kind of be like, so there's a cap to this. There's a ceiling to what you're able to do. And then you're hoping that like Jay Nivey is like the, the only reason that I would hope that Cade isn't making all-star games is because if there's somebody else on the team, who's somehow better and getting more recognition than him. Fair. Uh, I guess I, yeah, no, I mean, I'm listen, I have to, I feel like I need to reiterate this. I am in the camp of K will be a multiple time all-star for sure. I'm just, what if, if he's has a Mike Conley career where there's just a few more guards every year, better in the East than he is, he misses out on the all-star, but his team is successful they don't win a championship, but they're like in the second round of the playoffs year after year after year. How long does that last until people lose their minds? I, five years. I think shorter. How do you feel about that? You think less than that? I think I think this I think spirit. Well, I don't know. Five years is kind of a that is kind of a lot of time. I'm just trying to think right now because people are in high spirits right now. And I think it would take a lot. I think it would take like a season ending injury from one of the major guys for morale to be completely shot. And then people would want to tank. And then, uh, yeah, I'd say three years in three years. If things aren't kind of completely flipped, then yeah, people are going to start to panic. So I have a question for you. Um, I'm sure it'll come. I'm sure it'll come to you. Um, what, when does Cade, have to make an all-star for people not to you to turn on him. I think if he doesn't make it next year, it's fine. If he's not an all-star in year three, do you start do, you, do people be like start to wonder what where Cade's ceiling is? I don't know that I don't know. And by people, I'm talking about fans. I don't know. Uh, because there's like here's the thing is like it, it's it's it wasn't that long ago. It was a year ago that we're a week into the season and people are calling Kate a bust because he missed his first 53s that he took. Right. Remember that? Like how insane was that? Yeah, but I feel like that was more other people's fan bases. No, 100 percent. It was. Maybe that's what this is more about is who's more likely to turn on him in that situation first, the national media or the the local media or the sorry, the, the local or the, the national fans or the local fans. The media wouldn't care. Well, they yeah. would. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and in that case, I think I think we would be the ones that would probably be a little bit more bullish on it. We'd be like, no, like he's going to figure it out. We, we we see what people do with with players who don't work out here. Right. The Stanley's of the world, the Sakers of the world, the you know, whoever's of the world when they don't live up to expectations. It's very easy for us. And it's not exclusive to Detroit's market. Any fan base is going to do this in any sport for any of their favorite players. They're going to cape for them. And I think that that Detroit would probably do that for a really long time, even if he's the number one pick, just because of that what-if factor, which he has, and it will pan out. Um, but I also don't think it's that crazy to think that he's going to get kind of screwed out of this a lot, uh, which was my take this year, where I think he is going to have a really compelling case to make an all-star team, or to make the all-star game, rather. But 
there are just so like there are like two guards on every team that you're like mm, maybe yeah I agree. And that's why I, I, I was thinking about this after the, the Cavs trade and like just the East and the guards in general. So for you, say it's the end of Cade's third year. The Pistons have yet not made the playoffs and he has not had an all-star appearance. I would imagine those two te- two things would probably be um, would work in would work in unison. You don't think after that year that questions would start to raise? There is, you know, and, and I hate to. He would only this. be twenty three or four at that point. And I hate to do this answer, but there's so much context that goes into it, right? Let's assume, just for the sake of it, let's assume it. We didn't. The reason that we made the playoffs isn't because somebody got hurt, right? Everybody's healthy. It's just you know we just didn't play well enough. Um, you know, depending on how far out of the actual plan you were. Uh, I think if you don't make the playoffs, but you made the plan and still lost, I think in year three, I think you're like, okay, so this is the direction that we want to go. Cause it's not like we're making the play in this year, right? We're not making the playoffs this year. So if in year three, which is only a year from now, you're at least close to the plan or are in the plan, then I'm not going to be that mad about the playoffs because, you know, I, I've made plans to watch him on my basketball team for the next decade, right. For the next decade and a half. So there's a lot of basketball yet. And if there's anything that the last three years of watching this team has taught me, it's that like, it may suck right now, but in a year, even though it may feel marginal, you're going to be so much better. You're going to be so much better. That's what the last three years have taught you. Yeah. This rebuild. Yeah. Patience. You're I agree, but you're, you're assuming it's going to be so much better. No, it will. <laughs> no, I'm telling you it will. I'm telling you that it will be better. Okay. As of what would what I think would, so too? I'm just saying, like, if somebody asked me right now, do you want to place a place a thousand dollar bet that the Pistons are a playoff team in Cade's third year? Eh. I would wager by the like if somebody said hundred dollars on Pistons. I just don't know. It, this year in, will tell give me that answer. Obviously. Pistons make it into the Eastern Conference Finals by the end of the decade. What year are we in? 2022? Yeah, you have the entire decade left. We'll make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or the yeah, NBA no. Finals. Eastern Conference Finals will make a conference finals by the end of the decade. How much is the wager? $100. This is free money. Oh, $100, sure. That's free money. $1,000. It's a different... I'd Sorry, have to I give, the, th- I'd have to give the 1000 now. $1,000. Uh, I have to give up the money now and like I have to wait until at very least 2029. It's like a, it's like a, uh, nah, what are those right. bonds called? That you oh, can't, you yeah, get, yeah. what are they called? This is making me mad. What are they called? Something I know. Bonds. Talking, I forget. Yeah. Uh, no, I would not. I would not. It's called a piggy so, bank. I had uh, an idea since this is sort of a, an, not an off day for the pod, but since we're just kind of, you know, hanging out, why don't I get to some emails that people have sent us? And I ask you some questions that people want to know about you. About does me sound, personally? Yeah. Does that sound fun? There's enough emails of people asking about well, me. Well, not specific. I mean, you know, just the general questions that people want to know. Like this one, for yeah. example, I'm going to tweak the question a little bit. And I had to sift through. I had to scroll past like 200 fantasy basketball emails, which, by the way, 
we actually should have led with this. We've uh, made for those great of you, progress. For those of you who have tuned in to get your fantasy basketball uh, update, for those of you who are going to be in the league, um, about half of you have already responded to the email that I sent out on Sunday. But for those of you who haven't seen, I did send you all um, a sign-up sheet on Google Docs for the actual draft dates. So once those are all filled up, then I will send you a link uh, for the respective league that you're going to be in. So if you did get into the league, uh, just be sure to check your emails and check fill out that form. So chicken sandwiches and waffle fries. Question that maybe we, a Coke to drink or something. Potentially. Are you too? Are you too young for that? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Wow. Is any is. listener over the age of 20, 28 or older? Let me get a chicken sandwich and some waffle fries. Mm-mm. Maybe a Coke to drink or something. This was you. Oh. This, was, this was YouTube has this was this was like probably the first like viral YouTube video. It's kind of ringing a bell. I'll have to, if you send it to me later, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. This was like the first that I can remember, like this dude just in the woods. I don't I forgot what it was called, but he's just like telling these a ridiculous story about and it was pre, it's pretty vulgar, but it's like a comedy bit, obviously. Yeah. What year was the? Do you remember what year it was when you like found out about YouTube? Or do you remember like one of the what the first video you saw was? For me, it was 2007. It was one of the Potter Puppet Pals videos. I was I don't nine. Know what that is, I don't even know what that is. Um, so 2006, I started high school. I would say it was before that, maybe middle school. The only the videos I remember most are the chicken sandwich and some waffle fries, maybe Coke to drink or something. That guy and uh, Tourette's guy. Tourette's guy, yeah. I that think was most my people er- remember him. That was my earliest. I used to think that was real. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I think I was like eighteen when I found out that that was a bit. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, it was just funny I as a kid. You've never but, seen you anything know. like yeah. this. Yeah, but yeah. Is, you watch it now, it's clearly fake. So one of the one of the questions we got, I'm gonna tweak it just a little bit since um we y- you kind of have covered this, uh, but a question we got about a month ago. So the question is, what's it like covering Detroit? This is for you, James, a team that you aren't a fan of uh, for a living. Now, we've talked about frequently how you're not a fan of the Pistons, right? You're technically not a fan. It's just what your job is. But what my question is, to tweak it just a little bit, do you ever find yourself going, man, I love this team? Um, So what is it like covering Detroit? And I'm not a fan. My whole goal in life from a young age was to be a sports reporter in the NBA. So it's amazing. Um, I love covering NBA basketball and it's great that I get to do it in my home state. Um, It's, I mean, I've said this before, like, obviously I grew up in a family. My dad was a big Pistons fan is a big Pistons fan. I grew up a Clippers fan because as I said, I like to, be the antagonist. So my dad liked the Pistons. I like the red, white, and blue team in the Western Conference. I like Sean Livingston. Chris Kamen had the Michigan connection. So that's yep. how that happened. But I grew up in a Pistons family. Um, so I will say that, like, while the results don't necessarily, like, Affect do anything. You? Yeah. I get paid whether they win one game or 82 games. Um, I get paid the same, so that doesn't really uh, impact me at all. Yeah, but I will say, like, 
being around the players and the coaches in the front office and all these people and the people that are work on the business side and work on uh, PR and stuff like that. Like you're around them so much that it's like, you get to know these people. So like you root for them as people. Yeah, sure. Natural human instinct. Like you just, you hope it goes well for them because they're, they're nice individuals. Uh, I guess that part of it is, is, is the case, but obviously uh, that has a lot to do with the people brought in um, Mm -hmm. and the relationships you build through the job. So yeah, like, listen, if if Sadiq is playing well, I'm going to write about it. If he's playing bad, I'm going to write about it. Um, I'd like Sadiq to succeed because he's a, he's a good human being in my interactions with him. So like, yeah, like, you root for the people. Yeah, for sure. If he doesn't give Denver, because I actually, I'm assuming we go there, but sometimes with the, with the Western conference teams, yeah, right around Thanksgiving. Once. So we are going to oh, oh, play that's right. every team twice. That's right. Cause we've, we, we talked about this cause you're probably going to skip Sacramento cause you're going to go early to Colorado so to that you, my dad, right. We talked about this, right? So if Sadiq doesn't give Denver at least 30, like, dude, you're used to the air. You won't leave. He's still there. You know what yeah, I he mean? He is still there. Yep. So here's another question. This was actually one of the first emails that we ever got. I want to figure out why he chose Denver instead of like, I mean, I guess like or Boulder. Well, Boulder. He's in Boulder, yeah, right? Boulder. Yeah. I want to know why he chose. I didn't ask him this when we did the interview. I'll re-ask him when I see him next. Why he chose Denver or Frick, Colorado over like Utah or any other place with I mean, I could guess. But... I mean, I can probably guess why. <laughs> I'm also just an insane detective, by the way. Can I? No, you're a sicko. I'm a great de- detective. I'm, I, I am literally the best. Can I tell the story or is it too weird? Uh, it might be a little too weird. I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to play it back through my head just to make sure it's not that weird. I don't think it's that weird. I saw. Uh, yeah, yeah don't right. do it. Let's just just to be. Yeah, safe. I don't want to put a- anybody in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. OK, OK, OK. So one of the first emails we ever got. Hello, BNC, longtime listener, first time emailer. Nick type of question here. Love Wait, this, this is guy. our first one of our first one of the ever. first ones. One this is like two ones. months old. Yeah. July 19th. Nick type of question here. Love this guy. If the NBA had unlimited draft rounds, what round would prime James be selected in? <laughs> what about Nick? Round 50, a thousand. Keep up the great work and congrats on that interception return, Nick. I'm, I don't know what that's about. I probably mentioned something about me getting a pick six in football during yeah, that I episode. Asked you if there, I asked you if there was film. Oh, that's right. So that's, yeah. What it, yeah, that's what it would have So what round would you go? So peak James is college James after high school, wrapped up high school career. But I was I, in college at Michigan State. We were playing every day, like against walk-ons, against guys that could have played D2, but that ended up Travis just going Walton. to – I don't know if we're going to shout him out. But – I just don't know enough about I don't want to shout him out when I have to like there's some weird stuff that goes on at oh. Michigan State. I don't want to make oh, okay. sure he, he's okay, not involved. Okay, yet. Okay, 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 okay. But if he's clear, shout Travis Walton. Um he's not. Okay. All right, so we're taking it back. I don't um, remember if he is or not. I'll Google yeah, it right yeah, now. I'll not, Google yeah, it right yeah. now. Um so Pete James was freshman, sophomore year of college, fresh out of high school, fresh off AAU. We're playing in leagues against, like I said. Former against uh, former guys that could have played D2, but went to Michigan State for school, D3. 
I scored 40 in a uh, in a league game at Michigan State. That's peak James. I had 40. Yeah. And I was in shape. Yeah. We shouldn't have shouted him out. Yeah. No, should not have done that. All right. Yeah, I told you. Um, yeah, so peak James. Uh, I don't know. You at the tryout was it? Was it around a thousand? Around a thousand? Yeah. You know what? We round a thousand. We, yeah. we should have discussed this last week, and we didn't. We didn't figure out. It would have been so good if we, as a duo, went to the cruise tryout this year. No. Why? I did that once. I'm not doing it again. It's it's so funny to me. I'm not. We... The, I'm not in the shape that it takes to get get through that the way I'd like to. It's so funny to me that we are in the same business, but we have two completely different philosophies. We're like, I'm a slave to that content, man. And you are too, but in a different way. We're like, you'll chase the story, but you're like, well, I don't know. Because you did do it once. You just have yeah, no reason but to I do did it again. for the story. Yeah, I did right, it for the story. For story. And you I didn't even write story. about myself, really. I wrote about the story of other people who believe that they can make it to the NBA through there. Is that like one holding of the- on to the dream? Sure. Yeah, that was yeah. the story. I wrote about three different individuals who were holding on to the dream. Kings of the park and whatnot and what have you. Yeah, I played college ball. To me, it was fascinating that somebody le- I didn't have to pay to try out because Bro, was, I was doing it for a story. But it's fascinating to me that people would pay three hundred dollars to try to no, make the yeah. NBA. And it's no disrespect, but it's like because I, I was the same. Right. So you're there and you're like, you paid. Yeah. Like I'm seeing what you're doing. Like you, 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 can, you, you think there's a shot holding I mean, on to dreams. That was the story. You can, you can tell which one of the dudes, like how many of those dudes were like, I've been like training for this, like for like, yeah, weeks, played or, like college. This is, like, what I do. Yeah. You can tell what dudes were like, I wanted like the jerseys cool. And like the experience is cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I got 300 bucks today for allowance it, from red. Right. Yeah. So uh, that, that was, that was definitely interesting also. Cause there were two groups. Right. And the first group yeah. is like people who have played, you know, high school or like D3 or something. And then the second group. Those are the, overseas. And, that's what, and DJ was like, whoever it was, was like, they're like, yeah, you know, you can stay for the second one. You can participate again if you want. I was like, no, yeah. I will like actually get hurt. Yeah. If I stick around for this. So when uh, I tried out, it would have been 2018. They mm-hmm. were still in Grand Rapids. I did all right. in like the scrimmages, like I scored buckets i just was dying like in con- i wasn't in yeah. con- the condition it the took condition, and i don't right. and i'm i i still hold i still take pride in my hoop game but I, I wouldn't put myself out there not being in the best shape that i need to be i gotta put this out there if we got any people going to depaul or like loyola and you have like an intramural flag football league and you need a quarterback I got like crazy fever right now, man. I just need to play quarterback for somebody. I got to do it. I'm telling you, because like basketball's never been my thing, right? Like I would be, I would be a UDFA to answer the question. I would be, I wouldn't get drafted. Yeah, unlimited rounds. I'm not getting drafted. If there was a football draft, I swear to God, I'm getting drafted. I promise I am. No, you're not. I promise I am. I can still play quarterback. I promise. I can't see over the line. Get me on a bootleg. Get me on a waggle, some play action. I promise. I swear on my life. You're let me play quarterback individual. for somebody. Do you think I wonder if, if we have any uh, listeners who are division one athletes? Reach out to us. I'm curious. Oh, yeah. Or like 
who has the I don't want to do who has the weirdest job, like a dirty jobs thing. Like if somebody's like a that would be kind of cool. You know what I mean? But then, like, I don't want people to feel like their job. Like, I don't No, We're not going to. Uh, hey, we're not here to poop on anybody. Like, no, 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 no. It's yeah, not about yeah. that. I don't know. But if we have any D1 athletes, I am curious to hear about that. Yeah. Let us know. OK, uh, another Either question us or email. Yeah. Uh, fun and cardigan kind of, at gmail.com fun and cardigan spelled phonetically no ampersand a n d at gmail.com uh okay hey guys big fan of the show you make my trips to and from work enjoyable i am a previous video coordinator in d1 basketball looking to work in a basketball work in basketball as a career geez i'm really having a hard time reading this one which is my fault not the writer and have tested working in the NBA with connections I have built up over the years. Unfortunately, I've had a bunch of health problems and have had to put that path behind me. I'm sorry to hear that, dude. My question for James, who shares that same potential interest, is how competitive getting into a front office is? How important is getting in with the right personnel slash team? Would you pass up an opportunity with a team uh, if the front office personnel had a bad reputation or you felt like they have made historically bad decisions? Example, the Sacramento Kings. It's a good question. Uh, can you rephrase this question? So basically, are you going to, let's say you're a free agent right now, you're not covering the Pistons, and you're like, there are 29 other teams, and I have to pick one of these guys. Are you using a team like Sacramento? Are you using the fact that their front office is typically and historically a bunch of knuckleheads against them. And because of that, you're like, I don't, I'm not going to write for you guys. No way. Yo, which team would I like want to cover? It's, it's like what, how, I, what, I, how fa- imp- what I factoring in if I got to pick any team I wanted to cover, what all am I factoring in? Yeah, I guess you can do it that way if you want. Um, so it would rank. Uh, access. Does this team provide good access? P- is there PR uh, willing to let us do cool stories? Are they willing to let us build relationships with the players? That's number one, because I think in my mind, no matter which team you cover, if you have that type of access, people will read you. Like I've yeah. been covering the Pistons for five years. I've made a, a pretty good name for myself covering a team that hasn't won a playoff game in 15 years. Why? Uh, because I'm able to execute the stories that I have planned because the Pistons PR does a great job of allowing us to get um, the players to have relationships with the players and get these stories. So Anybody that thinks that you have to cover the Lakers or Knicks or get to L.A. or New York to be a big time journalist, that's just not true. And by the way, you you don't want to. uh, It depends on what you want. If you want TV, sure. If you want to get into TV, that's probably the move. Uh, If you're just if you really want to just be a sports writer, I don't necessarily uh, subscribe to that. L.A. is a bad town for that. Um, Two, fan base. Detroit. People aren't really. I, I would think people on the outside are surprised how big of a fan base the Pistons have. And I'm just basing that off how many people are paying subscriptions to read Pistons content. So, um, yeah, that's important. How about the other beat writers, you know, that are covering the team? Like if it's a bad group, you're like, these guys are bad hangs. I don't want to have to sit with them for, you know, 70 nights a year. Does that matter? Um, it makes it, yeah, I almost said something I shouldn't have said. It makes it, it helps get through the season for sure. When you have yeah. people you want to yeah. hang with uh, is not the end all be all. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Shout out to Amari, my guy. And Rod, who's like your well, best friend now. of all time. Well, he's gone. Yeah. But not forgotten. 
Also not dead. No, he's not. Speaking. So you said you said the word execute earlier. Every time I hear the word execute, I just think of Brian Kelly. That's weird. Do, do you, you don't get that joke? Uh, it, because no. remember last year when Notre Dame lost to Florida State in week one, he was like, our entire team should be executed. Oh, no, I didn't. You don't remember that? And then just the other day when LSU lost to Florida State, they were like, after the game, they're like, Brian Kelly, what happened? And he's like, our team didn't know how to execute. And it's like, man, you d- you will never take accountability for anything. Oh, no. Ever. I mean, did you see his hype video? He's an odd cat. Batman, I, my favorite video was the one where it was like the day after he took the LSU job, he had like a Baton Rouge accent. Yeah, that was wild. And it was like, what's going on here? And dude, Ryan Rosillo had a point about the whole Brian Kelly thing that like, yeah, is it a scumbag move to leave Notre Dame when you were in like playoff positioning? Yeah. But are you going to turn down $100 million to coach one of the more prestigious schools in college football? Like, probably not. Most people aren't going to do that. It's business and it sucks. Sometimes business sucks. Brian Kelly sucks. But, you know. Yeah. Shout out to Florida State. Big shout out to Florida State. Good weekend for college football. Although I have a lot of takes about, um, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm just going to get it out there just so we're all on the same page. Start Noah Kim. Yo. Just we play hit- Noah Kim. You, uh, you're trying to bait me. I'm not because I'm dead serious. I, I look that deep ball was nice. I love it because that was my thing is I was like, okay, if Peyton Thorne's not in, I love that Noah Kim came in for one play. and was like, I got to do something. I can't just do a little I like that. Read I, like that they, I, gotta... I like that. They gave him the play call for that. That was cool. Yeah, I'm not a Peyton Thorne guy. Um, I think he even dating back last year was always overthrowing guys that are wide open. And you which was really it. hard with Reed and Naylor. Yeah. And you saw it in the Western game, how many deep balls guys were just beat the corners and he like, they should have scored three more touchdowns just off deep balls. And he just missed them by 50 yards. So I'm not the biggest Peyton Thorne fan, but they're one and oh, so it is what it is. Shout out to Noah Kim. I was, I love Noah Kim. You I don't know Noah anything Kim. about Noah. I Kim. love Noah Kim. I love his <laughs> vibes. I love his tattoos. I love that. Cause we don't see that with Michigan state quarterbacks. It would be really, it would be really tight to have an Asian quarterback. It's only like, I can't think of another one. The only non-white quarterback I can think of for Michigan state, like in my lifetime is Damian Terry. Uh, They had Damian Terry. They had, you're too young for Damon Dowdell. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Late nineties, early two thousands. I mean, Tony Banks who played, Mm -hmm. went on to play in the NFL for a long time in the nineties. Got nothing. Well, I wasn't alive then. I mean, I kind of was. I think it was like 98. No, Tony Banks was. No, no, no. I don't know. But I forget you what, get what I'm saying. We're on the yeah, exact same page. Rare. That is the yeah. very historical track record of Michigan State football. And no, that's not like a reason that I want Noah Kim to play. But it is kind of like, oh, that's, you know, that's kind of that's, that's nice. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of an Asian quarterback. Uh, Notre Dame's. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Who, by the way, I, that first half Notre Dame looked good. I was like, wait a minute. What's going on here? And then CJ Stroud was like, wait, I'm actually good. And I was like, dang, that's too bad. I, hey, I, I was watching the I was watching the Michigan game uh rg3 on the call with mark jones are you guys good or is there still a little something there a little twang in that who mark jones oh there's none there's, there's you guys nothing. were never beefing that wasn't actual you he guys was just, upset that i said his city stinks that was a tough week for me because i was like i love mark jones don't make me choose sides here i would choose yours but i love mark jones and when he uh, took the, yeah i i love when national guys take local jobs 
That's cool. That shout sounds. Out to, shout out to Mike Breen. Let's talk about this Donovan Mitchell trade. Is that's it on the emails? Yeah, because otherwise I'm going to have to. I, I started to favorite a few when I went in here, and I don't. I don't want to keep reading a bunch, but because a lot of them are just fantasy basketball ones right now. Okay. Um, and I wanted to keep doing college football, but I forgot that we didn't talk about the Donovan Mitchell trade. You and I share a sentiment, and I think we talked about this with Chicago, where one of the reasons we loved the DeMar DeRozan deal so much is because sometimes you just got to do it. You know what I mean? You just got to look around and be like, what else do we got going on right now? Full send. Let's just go for it. It feels like there could be a window here. And that's all that this feels like to me, the Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland thing. I love it. I love when a team comes out of the rafters that we weren't thinking about. I love when there's zero lead up to it, unless there was, and I completely missed it. I had no idea that this was about to happen. Um, But I'm also somebody who's not as regularly online anymore. So this was a complete blindside for me, as I'm sure it was for most people. Um, I also love when rookies are traded before they play a game. You you texted me that. And I'm sure there's been a more major one in recent memory. Andrew Wiggins. But the first one I think of is Andrew Wiggins when he was traded to Minnesota for Kevin Love, a trade that was originally supposed to be Golden State. And I love talking about this. And then Golden State balked because they didn't want to give up Klay Thompson. And then LeBron went back to Cleveland and then they became a thing because they had the Wiggins piece. And boom, now here we go. So trading Agbaji, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, what can, we can't really put a number to that. I have, a, I have a, a Cavs friend who doesn't like this trade, and I would read the texts, but they are blasphemous. He said, how sure are we that Donovan Mitchell is an upgrade from Colin Sexton? And I was like, pretty sure, actually. We're pretty sure about that. Yeah. Listen, I'm with you in the boat that I just like when teams just say F it. And just when they're in, when they have the infrastructure to pull off a trade and it makes sense, I'm not talking about like the Pistons trading for Blake Griffin and their whole franchise is riding on his health. I'm talking about a team that doesn't need to make a move, but has the pieces to make a move and does it like I'm waiting for Memphis to do it. Memphis needs to be the next one to do it. Yeah. Atlanta just did it. Atlanta just, Atlanta just did it. Yes. So. I like that. My biggest thing is, and it's just a question. I was always of the last year. I've been of the understanding that where the Cavaliers are going to end up with Mitchell this year and next. To me is probably where they'd end up if had they not made the trade. Let me let me let me dive into that more. And it might sound stupid and it might sound like this is the whole point of the trade. Is there a better chance now that the Cavs are in the NBA finals from now until the end of Donovan Mitchell's contract than it was before the trade? Yes, he adds he adds that scoring punch. Um, He obviously hasn't done it in the he obviously hasn't had playoff success, but he's had big moments in the playoffs. Yep. He's young. I get it. He's one of the best 25 players in the league. On the other hand, I don't think that this team, because of the rest of the East, is going is that much improved with Donovan that they're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals in the next three, four years. And with that said, I think that they would end up probably having a similar ceiling if they just rolled it out with Evan Mobley as the 
primary central point and Darius Garland and Jared Allen, and you add some pieces here and there, and or just go get like to me. This was my question to somebody. I'm not saying Jeremy Grant is a star. That is not, I'm very much understanding that is not the case. But he's a good NBA wing who plays both sides of the floor. Question to you, Nick. Would it have made more sense to go get Jeremy Grant for one first, if you're Cleveland, than to give up? And again, I don't think but much to get Donovan Mitchell, but they gave up. How many first three first? And it was three swaps? first, two pick swaps. Okay. I'm not sure that if their ceiling, I'm not sh- Their ceiling is higher with Donovan. Yes. But I'm also, I don't think that they get to their ceiling. I think that this team would be just as good if they made one, if they traded one pick for Jeremy Grant. So thoughts. The, the reason I was laughing is because I hate that you're putting me in this position. Cause I, I really like this take. And I think that, you, I think this is a really good point. I, but it's, and it's not to say, that, you know, Jeremy Grant and Donovan Mitchell are like, you're going to get the same thing out of either of them. But it's like the Cavs were a the Cavs were in a good spot. They were a a long athletic wing away from being like super serious to me after last year. Like I was like, oh, if they had like a six, eight wing who can play both sides, like watch out. They could have got that guy for one first. I honestly don't have much to add. I, I think this is a really good take. But but at the same time, it's like the offensive. Well, I don't I don't know, because when there are as many mouths to feed on that offense as there already are, right? That's where you end up being better off getting the elite tertiary guy. And I don't, I, are we going to call Jeremy an elite tertiary guy at his best? I think we would, right? One of the yeah, better I think ones. That's, I think that's probably his, his best role. And that's what Portland is hoping to get out of him. Right. So are you better off putting him in? But at the same time, you have to think about it like this. Cleveland didn't really gut their depth that bad no like colin sexton was i mean cleveland maintains that they were going to be able to bring him back and pay him i don't think it was going to happen but at the same time it's like free agency had come to such a standstill because of all the kd stuff that i don't know if anybody else would have paid him so that whole thing is kind of weird the agbaji thing i think just kind of cancels itself out because it's like well who cares we don't know right um and then the lori marketing thing now you're just cutting out a lot of long twos. So I don't, you know what I mean? Like like they didn't have to play with the three big system. Like that was just kind of what they had. Like, right. I'm sure they preferred not to. And they just picked up Isaiah Mobley. So they're going to be fine on that. And they have Dean Wade. They have Dylan Windler. They're fine. Right. The real thing here is the draft. My head at you sometimes. It's the draft picks. That's what hurts this the most. That's what, if I'm a Cavs fan, I'm kind of like, Ooh, on this a little bit, because you're right. Do you just instead use one of those picks to go get Jeremy Grant? I don't, I don't know. Or if it was any other year, what would the rumor, what would the rumor mill be? Robert Covington to the Cleveland Cavaliers? Because if you need a three and D wing, people just are like, we need to win a championship. Go get Robert Covington. And it never wins teams a championship ever. (laughs) Right. So I hate to sound like I'm almost contradicting myself. Like I, I like going for it. I like the deal. I understand how it raises this championship ceiling in a Mm -hmm. short, shorter span Mm -hmm. and in the long-term span. My only argument is I think Cleveland could have made a similar leap by giving up less. And people are like, well, they don't care about draft picks. They're going for it now. Understandable. 
Yeah. But I almost would have rather gave up one pick to get somebody like Jeremy, have picks still in the stash in case something goes wrong, and then you swing on a I don't I don't I'm not of the belief that Donovan is a guy that wins you a title. I'm not the biggest Donovan Mitchell fan. Um like I they're obviously the whole the whole success of the Cavs is going to bank on Evan Mobley becoming that star anyway. Right. But I don't know, man. It kind of like I just obviously Mitchell and Garland is not a great defensive backcourt. It's weird. And it kind of gives you Utah vibes, but with that said, uh, they have two Gobert-like defenders behind them instead of one. Wasn't Garland up there in steals? I mean, he might have been, but like I, I swear don't, he I was. Don't, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't. He's not a good defender. I wouldn't put him in a good defender category. Um, but yeah, man, I just don't know. I I personally just don't believe they're sealing. I don't think they're going to get close to a title in these next four years. I'm not sure Donovan Mitchell is going to resign. And yeah. people are like, well, yeah, they didn't give up much to, to get them. Why not take the gamble and see if you can break through injuries happen. Maybe they break through like, sure. But like, I feel like they could have maybe broke through if they just went and got a really good versatile, like a good NBA versatile wing with one or with one pick and then kept some stuff to use in case a better trade for a guy under deal under a longer term deal that may stay. I don't know. I just, I just didn't think Cleveland needed to do it. I didn't think they, I think they're rushing the process, I guess is what I'm saying. I didn't think they think, needed to do it. Who do you think should have done it then? Uh, New York makes sense. The asking price for that sounded quite weird though. No, I don't know. I don't know what's true. What's not, but so, I'm apparently just straight up wrong. He's not I would even have loved 100. Yeah, I don't know what you were, why you're saying I don't that. Know who I was um, thinking of? I would have loved like Memphis for Donovan Mitchell. I would have hated that. That's disgusting. Why is it disgusting? Ah, John Donovan. John Donovan. I don't know, but here's the thing: Garland, Mitchell, Okoro, Mobley, Allen. That's not bad, and also. Oh. I'm I historically love Kevin Love, very pro Kevin Love. Does part of you kind of hate that this all ended up working out for him? Not that you're mad that he's happy, no. but that like he was he he so was LeBron, pouting. He was pouting, and he like gets a huge payday, and then he's complaining for a few years because his team sucks, and he's throwing the ball at Colin Sexton and bullying him, and yeah, then I he's that like was super corny, and he's like, sorry, I should probably stop doing that, and then he kept doing it. And then the Cavs finally started to be a little bit good. And now all of a sudden Kevin he's Love like wants to be involved. Teammate. And he, yeah, yeah, and he's like a sixth man of the year candidate. And what and now they go get Donovan. Mid. And like the, the other thing that we we haven't mentioned is they're also riding off of the momentum of uh making the play in, you know, even though they lost. Right. It's like, well, they they did still do that, right? And they had a couple right. all-stars this year, and you know, I, I just think I just think that they didn't need to do it as a basketball fan. I'm excited that they did it because it's going to be fun to watch. If I, if I'm putting on my, I would love for somebody to hire me in their front office one day hat. I would have the long talk of like, or the long thought process of, are we sure this is going to work the way it needs to work in order to give up all these picks Yeah, when we could maybe just give away one and maybe still have the same trajectory. Alternate reality here. 
It is. Maybe this is me putting on my my tinfoil hat. I don't know. Fire up 2K. Did Dan Gilbert do this trade because he's broke? And he needed ticket sales. Donovan Mitchell going to sell a lot of jerseys. Going to sell a lot of ticket sales. No. They didn't get, no. You don't like this one? Nah. Dan Gilbert ain't broke. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review. It's been about an hour, has it not? Has it? What else you got? Well, you want to talk about anything football? on you your mind? Some... Yeah, lots of stuff. This is got a new a thing. Got lots of stuff on my mind recently. Anything you want to share really quick? Let's let's do a quick therapy session. What do you need? What's on your mind? Motel No is back. Yep. You guys can go watch the first video that I put up. Um, figured we the first video that's up. I thought if I just jumped straight into basketball stuff, then the comments would just be like, what happened? Where did you go? Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, why don't I just make one more video? Oh, was your last video not under Motown? Noah? My last. So the, here's like... the, the timeline of what? Ha- oh, no, 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 no. That was not. Okay. No, 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 so no, no, no. I, I was confused as to why you addressed yep. it again. I had to make a different. I had to make an alt like, yeah, channel yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. And then without going into too much detail now i'm allowed to upload on motown noah um because what originally happened was obviously started that channel and then um the very point of me even doing youtube was to use it as a stepping stone which i was not very i didn't do a great job communicating that with people because people were just like you just up and left but i was still making stuff on youtube i was just doing it for buckets right and then you know around december we started having this conversation of what if they buy the channel from me and yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. we uploaded videos on Motown Noah for one week. And then I got, you know, all that stuff happened. And, and then so the last four months has just been sort of in no man's land. But uh, we're back. Motown Noah is back. So basketball videos. It was a good ending to your video today. It was good. Did you watch it? That's so sweet. Yeah, I watched it. I texted you, fool. Yeah, but sometimes I'm just like, James just says things sometimes, you know, it's just being a good friend. How would I know that the comments were nice? If I didn't watch. Oh, it. I believe that you that you read the comments. I believe that. Do you think I'm that sick that I would just go to your video and just read the comments only? I didn't even know what it was about until I watched it. Do you think that did you think the title was funny or do you not get the joke? I didn't understand the did it have something to do with like 40 time? I didn't understand. Like, what is WR wide receiver? I didn't understand. Uh world record. Any percent. Oh, okay. World record any percent. Uh ooh, uh album pick. JID, the forever story. Uh, it's the album of the year. It's the album of the year. It's not close. Um, my album pick is sheesh, I forget. Uh, is there anything I'm ready for the new Freddie Gibbs at the end of the month is gonna be fire? Yeah, Conduct- conductor Williams, uh, beat tape, Samo's Revenge. If uh you're familiar with Grizel with the Griselda boys and um conductor, con- he's the producer that does a lot of stuff with them. Yeah. Um, he West side, the, what was the Tyler's hold on? Let me pull up the Tyler's last album. Um, call me if you get lost. Yes. He Tyler used a conductor beat that West side gun wrapped over for his own, um, for his album, but it's the same beat. Nice. Yeah. This beat. This is a con- conductor Williams beat. Can't wait for this copyright. 
You think so? Let's just talk over it. I don't know if talking over music is the best podcast listen for people on their way to their cubicle. So, yeah, Conductor Williams dropped a beat tape. It's hard. Um, really good. That new Arctic Monkeys uh, is, like, changing my life. It's like my whole aesthetic. I want it to be different. And I'm like rethinking my ways completely. It's really good. You you listened to it? Fuck no. Okay. House of the Dragon episode three came out. By the time people are listening to this, the final episode of Hard Knocks, I think is the last episode. Cut day already come out. The thing is, though, it's like where you know that Khalil Pimpleton got cut. Yeah, but you want to see the emotion that comes with it. I won't. That's going to suck. It's going to be so sad. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, um, seems like it. What um Dan Campbell's gonna cry over under times he uh, I think he cries. I don't know if anybody he cut was worth crying. He's gonna cry, but I could see him under, being a crier. Is two and a half too high? I'd say I'd say half. Does he cry once? Just yes or no. Does he cry? Yeah, yeah. Easy over. Yes, he's so going to. Um, I'm sorry, man. Sorry, man. You know, you get this opportunity. <laughs> Sometimes you only got one shot. There you go. Mom's spaghetti. Oh, Eminem's going to be on uh, the episode. On Hard Shady. Yeah. For Unless what? he was. Huh? Or why? Was he just at camp? He was at camp. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, Slim Shady. No brain dead like Jim Brady. I'm a hey, lady. You I also like that Kim lady. I also Cousin forgot. Dirty Dozen, Naughty Rotten Robber. Cursing at your players worse than Marty Schottenheimer. Elevator music. I also forgot about the guy who emailed us like a scoop about jerseys. And I'm here to tell you something. Oh, Don't yeah, we... we should probably. Uh... Well, we've already said it before that we're getting that. Remember, I we got into an argument because I was like, isn't there supposed to be two new jerseys? And you were like, oh, yeah. no, there's only one. What and was the like, scoop no, that two. he tried to say? Well, that was just, that was the scoop. So at least we oh, know okay. that now. Yeah. I'm here to tell you something. Do we not already know what one of the other jerseys is? Because I'm 99.9% sure we do. They're like just going to looks like they're just going to do the red teal. You know what I mean? Just the burgundy version of the teal. They're just going to do that. Right. Mm, I don't think so. This is a complete guess. I have no idea, but that's what they're going to do. That's only what they're going to do. It's this classic thing that they're doing this year. The Pistons have brought back red two out of the last three years. Why I don't not think do they again? can because the teal falls under the classic Jersey. There's not another category to put that one in. I've heard. Wasn't I've Big heard Sean s- wearing it though? In the been. teal reveal, his jersey. Uh, somebody's. I've what heard. You from, know. I've heard from a couple people, <laughs> and I've heard this for like a few months, but I just don't care enough to like dig because, uh, like, I was. I've been doing the teal work for three years. I after this, I really just don't care. I've heard, and I don't know this is true, do not quote me. I've heard there's a green jersey. That one of the two, is it, there's two left, right? Yeah, and I don't want to say, okay, so I remember I was talking to someone too, and they mentioned this as well. That could be disgusting. I might mauled a little bit, which James mauling means like rage. That's, that's hilarious that you had to tell me because I was going to ask. You're a boomer, I already know. If I say I'm mauling, that's not good. Stop okay. whatever you're doing to make, okay. make me stop molding. If we have a green jersey, is this gonna, like an internet word? Yo, yeah, it's okay. like a it's it's gamer speak. Ah, okay. Uh, those Rockets jerseys, the San Diego ones, hard, 
fire hard. I need those shorts. Those are great. Jalen right, Green's got to on some weight, though. He has the smallest hips in NBA history. I kind of I like it. I kind of like You like his hips? The... <laughs> you like his hips? They tell the truth, man. I just like the sort of like glidey, <laughs> the glidey aesthetic that he has. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's so shifty and quick. And I'm like, yeah, dude, if you want to be eight pounds, I love it. I rock with it. And he's just got very, he, yeah, very small hips. Um, yeah, that's just, I don't know if that's true, but we'll find out soon enough. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. Uh, no, actually, just do it. Even if you're not feeling generous today, James, I feel like every once in a while we have to be assertive, right? Yep. 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 Okay. Go ahead and subscribe. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you guys. My beat is fire. I haven't heard it yet. In the next Yes, one. you have. I sent it to you. Nice. Peace. I'm going to cut that out. It was too long. <laughs> <laughs>